last week I just shared very quickly kind of a prophetic word and um, I felt the warning is there to a degree um, remember what we talked about we're moving into a time of jubilee and also a sovereign move of God remember talking about that and I feel like that's what we're moving into there's some really good things on the horizon and I uh, gave some prophetic words about that I gave some prophetic words about like an old snake skin being shed off the old, remember? And like what's been around people's lives, like cement being shattered and brought down, the strongholds of the enemy. So there's, there's a time that we're coming into that's incredible in our ministry. And I think that's what Pastor John Paul, when he was here, when he was that's what he was sensing. He was sensing on the, the verge of something very significant. So since we're looking at a jubilee and you're looking at a sovereign move of God, you're also looking at the potential of a couple things. Remember, I warned you about being humble and being careful to keep your heart pure before the Lord. Because Satan tries to get inside the camp. But not only that, about infiltration, if that's not possible. I'm not going to go back into that. Remember, I shared about the different parallels from um, the Twin Towers. Remember, we talked about how the enemy came into our nation stealth. And how the enemy tries to come in undercover. And how he tries to come in through our weaknesses. Like on 9-11, it was the weaknesses of our security. And he came through those weaknesses. But what did he do? He targeted our strengths in our nation. He hit the Twin Towers, which was our finances. He hit our Pentagon, which is our military. He wanted to hit the White House. So he, was, he came in through the weaknesses, but he was trying to target the strengths. Are we talking about that? He gave some other parallels. But over this next year, there's going to be some incredible things. And what I want to warn you about, what is a threat to Satan, to his kingdom? Because not everything that's out there is a threat to the devil. You understand that? Satan is a created being. He can only be at one place at one time. And he operates through you know, his forces, which can only be at one place at one time. But he sends his stronger forces and strategizes against ministries that are a threat. So what is an actual threat? What makes a ministry or a person a threat where maybe another ministry, another person isn't so much of a threat? What is that? Well, one is prayer and fasting for a sovereign move of God. That's a huge threat. Historically, as we've looked at this, there's been great advances that have come when small groups of people would go after God in prayer and fasting and birth a sovereign move of God. Major advances. You guys know what I'm talking about. Major advances. In prayer and fasting, birthing a sovereign move of God is a major threat to the enemy. Because when God's on the move, there's nothing the enemy's going to be able to do about it. And it'll result in a great harvest of souls. And it'll result in a great move of the Spirit among His people. Secondly is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's a major threat to the enemy. Jesus Christ, Christ means the anointed one. So the anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit to get the job done. You cannot heal a sick person even if you want to, neither can I. You cannot drive a demon out of somebody without the Holy Spirit's power doing it. You can't do what Jesus did. You can't do what the early church did. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, all of that can happen and it will happen. So Satan is very threatened by the anointing of the Holy Spirit 
and Book of Acts Christianity, which is obviously what the church is going back to before Jesus comes. It's going to get rid of a lot of the politics and a lot of the other stuff, and it's going to move back into Book of Acts Christianity with signs, wonders, miracles, the dead being raised, you know, the shadow healing the sick, all of that. That's what's going back to it. The third thing that's a major threat to the devil is soul winning. Jesus said, I come to seek and save the lost. And the devil, it is a major threat to him when people put an emphasis on winning souls. I don't understand why so many churches out there, so many ministries, that seems to just be a sideline issue. It should be on the forefront is one of the most important things that we have on our hearts is to be winning souls. Amen. But anyway, and then the, the fourth, I would say, is exposing the devil's kingdom and teaching people how to be free. Because the devil does not want to be exposed. Satan's kingdom traffics in darkness and dry places. And he hates to, for the light to shine and expose him and expose his tactics and expose what he's doing in people's lives and teach them how to be free. He hates that. Those are four things that are major threats to the devil. Prayer and fasting that will birth the sovereign move of God. Number two, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which will create Book of Acts Christianity. Number three is soul winning. Number four is exposing Satan's kingdom. Now, when the enemy sees that what used to work in people's lives is no longer working anymore, he's going to try to re-strategize. That's how I warned you about last week. Now, some of you guys are right on the brink of getting some huge, major breakthroughs and the enemy's going to see that things that maybe used to work aren't going to work anymore if you used to for example if somebody used to deal with depression and you get the breakthrough and you're over that it's done and that doesn't work anymore then he's going to have to start re-strategizing so i want you to be aware that some of the things that god is going to do in your life over this next season is he's going to really break through for you there's going to be some major major jubilee i'm just telling you it's going to be huge and it's a culmination of a lot of prayer over a long period of time, even before some of you have even been around here. But you're going to inherit that, and there's going to be a major sovereign move of God that's going to liberate you and break through for you. Now, when that comes, let me warn you that the most dangerous times for people is during peacetime and also after great victories. You know, right when you're in the midst of battle seems to be when you're the closest to the Lord, isn't it? So here we are, we're in the midst of some battles, and you want the victory, and you get the victory. But let me, let me just give you a couple things. David was caught up when he, remember the story, he was supposed to be going out to war. It was during the time that kings went to war. But he stayed back, and he was relaxing. And because he was at a place of just relaxing, he wasn't in war. He was on his rooftop, and he got caught up at looking at a naked woman bathing which is equivalent to pornography now, which that led into adultery and ultimately into murder. But it came in peacetime. It would have never happened if he was in the midst of war. Sometimes people can have too much time on their hands. So let me just warn you, when you get the victory and peacetime comes, and you're in a place of victory that you haven't been before, be careful to guard yourself, that you don't let the guard down and begin to do some of these things that, do you, does this make sense to people? Okay. So whenever you do get the victory, because I'm telling you that it's coming, 
There's going to be things that you're going to feel so free. You're going to feel different. You're going to feel like something is broke free for you. And the things that used to hinder you are not going to be there anymore. And man, I just feel totally different. That's about to happen in a lot of people's lives. But the problem is, is that now that you've got the victory and you're entering into peace, and you've had a great victory, don't allow yourself to slip into something that you shouldn't slip into. you got to keep your focus on the Lord. That's the time to really humble yourself and get into prayer like never before. The second thing, remember that Solomon, he had a lot of peace during his reign. David was the one that, that shed all the blood. Solomon had a lot of peace. But because he had peace, he also dealt with what? He dealt with a lot of lust. Who needs a thousand wives? Let's just be honest. That's ridiculous. And not only that, but he also dealt with a lot of greed. He accumulated all this wealth, and it was because he had peace. If he was somebody that was, that was fighting battles, and he had to humble himself, he had to pray, he had to fast, he had to, to listen to the prophets, he had to strategize warfare, he wouldn't have been thinking about how he could get another wife or two or three or hundred. You see what I'm saying? And the Bible specifically said for kings to not do that. A third thing, and here's another warning. Those are, those are peacetime warnings. But what about after a great victory? Elijah had a great victory on Mount Carmel. He killed 450 false prophets. Called down fire from heaven. Great revival. The people of God fell on their face. It was right after that great victory, though, that he went into a deep, dark depression. And he ended up on the backside of a desert you know, moaning and crying to God about him being the only one left and all that. you got to be careful that after great, great victories that you don't end up in pride. Because pride is when you feel like you're the only one left with the truth. Great victories can lead to pride. And peacetime can lead to sin if you're not careful. Remember Israel when they went into the promised land. Once God brought him into the promised land, and he said this to him, he said, when you go into the promised land, I'm going to give you, remember this, houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, all this. I'm going to bless you. You're going to grow fat there. You're going to have everything that you want. But he said, when you get there and I've blessed you, don't forget me. And they got in there. They got blessed. They got fat. And they forgot God. And this is the warning of the Lord. I feel like he's saying, don't lose your edge. Don't allow your edge to be lost whenever you begin to um, come into a place of peace that maybe you haven't known or a place of victory that you haven't known. Don't lose your edge. Don't get out of prayer. Don't start getting lazy and slacking and, and get spiritually soft. You know, what would happen if an athlete that was working out all the time, lifting weights, started to get soft? He would get whipped the next time he got in the wrestling ring, right, Fernando? He'd get a beat down, get embarrassed in front of all of his friends. So you got to keep your edge. Let me just read this right here. When you get the victory and things get easy and the battle has been won, that is when pride tries to creep in. This is when people lose their edge. The drive to seek God wanes. As people get comfortable, don't get comfortable. This is a great test. 
If one isn't careful, they can fall into pride, lust, and lukewarmness because they're getting too comfortable. Hopefully this is making sense. Okay. So there's about to be a major jubilee, a major breakthrough. And I believe that in some ways we're inheriting uh, prayers from other people that are praying for revival in our nation and praying for revival here in Dallas. And, and we're benefiting from their prayers. We're praying. And God's really about to give a jubilee here. And there's about to be a sovereign move of God and all that. But I don't want people to lose their edge. There's been people that have really been used powerfully in the ministry. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember some of the the different stories you hear about athletes that came from, like, rags to riches, you know. And you'll see this boxer that, I mean, he's always in training. And, I mean, he's got that eye of the tigers back in the 80s, they used to say. Some of you will remember, some of you won't. And, I mean, he's fighting every day, and he's, he's pounding the bags, and he's in there, and he's working really hard. And pretty soon, somebody that had, had used to be that way, but they got a title, they got a belt, they got a reputation. They're now doing commercials about deodorant. And they got a reputation, all that. They're, they're a big shot. So they're not doing that like they used to. This young guy that's desperate will climb up the ranks and beat the snot out of the other guy. Take his little belt. Now he's doing the commercials. So the point is, is that if you're not careful, you can lose your edge. How many ministers and ministries have been powerfully, they, they were going after God, they were desperate, they were hungry for a move of God, they, they were seeking God, they were praying, they were fasting, they are in the Word, they're, they're going after Him with all their heart, and pretty soon it results in them start starting to see things that they're believing God for. But how many of those that you can look at them now, and they're just a shell of what they started out? And you know what I'm talking about. The anointing is yesterday's anointing, it's yesterday's revelation. It seems to be shallow. The power, you can watch videos of them many, many years ago, and there was something that was just cutting edge, powerful on their sermons and all that. But now it just didn't, it's just not there. What happened? They got a reputation. They got a name for themselves. And, and now they're just comfortable. They've just relaxed. And they're also, you'll see that some of them over the years, unfortunately, have fallen into sin. Because they let the guard down. So don't let your guard down. Alright, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to get Brother Zach to speak some blessings. Lord, I pray that we're going into a time of incredible, incredible things. I believe that with all my heart. I feel it. We've, we've pressed through. There's, there's a breakthrough. There's a horizon that we're coming into. That, that we're going to start seeing Jubilee. We're going to start... Jubilee is where things that have been stolen are going to be restored back. The things that have been put in people's lives that aren't supposed to be there are going to be taken out. It's Jubilee. And we're going to see a major breakthrough, a sovereign move of God, sovereign, supernatural. And I believe it's going to result in a harvest of souls and many other things. But Lord, I pray that when that happens and we start moving into victories, that we don't let our guard down. We don't get lukewarm. We don't allow pride to creep in. We don't allow ourselves to lose our edge. But, Lord, we keep that fire, we keep that passion, and we keep going after you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name.